Hey folks, how's it going? Jovan Hutton Pulitzer here. Thank you for joining me for Cut the Crap. Uh, if you've listened to me for a while, you know that CRAP is only an acronym that stands for Culture, Race, and American Politics. You know, when you watch that new movie, it's about to be coming out that uh, Laura Logan did. It's going to be absolutely fantastic. It's going to talk about what went on in Mesa County, um, you know, and it's pretty serious stuff. One of the things you normally do not get access to are a lot of the key people behind the scenes that were, believe it or not, sounding the signals, if not months and months and months ahead of time, years ahead of time. In Arizona, this was a horribly gone wrong phenomenon because you actually found out our favorite attorney general in Arizona, Mark Burnovich, literally does not care. He's hoping to ride a seat, well, should we say, to become a senator and ignoring this stuff. There were many people on his tail because they understand we're losing our great country. And we're losing it fast. And you know what? No military is coming to save you. This is up to us. You've got to get involved. You've got to get activated. That's what tonight's program is going to be about. We're going to talk to two people right in the gut of the beast in Arizona that started calling this out early on, that can tell you about, well, should we say the inside corruption that's gone on for a long time? Because this is not a new event. This just didn't happen, uh, folks, in 2020. This has been going on for decades. Our eyes are only open now. So do me a favor, share the program right now. Make sure you get other people in to see it. I can see all the counters going up, people logging in. You're going to want to catch this broadcast because it's maybe one of the only chances and certainly one of the initial chances where you're going to hear from the people that actually knew what was going on before it became a, you know, the number one documentary in America. And that's what this is about, to make you the smartest patriot in the room. Um, and I also hope you're having a, a great day. I stuffed myself on barbecue ribs and potato salad. <laughs> I'm stuffed, but it was a great day. So I appreciate every one of you. Share this right now. We're going to get this party started. You're going to get some frank talk, right? You're right. Brnovich knew about the mules before the election, and he didn't do squat. And certainly, we're not going to let him get away with it. So a shout out to all my listeners on Real Talk 93.3 FM, everybody on the podcast, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitch, uh, Twitter, Telegram, Gitter, CloudHub, Rumble, and everywhere else. Uh, folks, it's going to be a show you're not going to want to miss. Let's get started with the program. Cut the crap. How many times a day do you want to say that to politicians, the elite, the loony liberals, the fake news media, and the gender-confused, emotional socialist snowflake crowd? Cut the crap is your secret weapon for fighting for our freedoms and our great republic. It all begins with a massive mental enema, freeing you from the toxic news and politically correct views, which constipate your consciousness with stinking thinking. Your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. He's known for calling out politicians and telling them to cut the crap. You've seen him on virtually every television network and listened to him on Coast to Coast Radio. And now he's here to help you learn to fight for America. Culture, race, and American politics, they all have one thing in common. They all need to cut the crap. Now, here's your host, Joe Von Hutton Pulitzer. Hey, folks, welcome to Cut the Crap. Uh, all of you crap cutters out there joining us, look, here are two fellows, uh, Gary Garcia Snyder and uh, David Lara. Am I saying it right? Is Lara or Lara? Lara. Lara. I'm not saying yeah, it. There I'm you go. Right. Look, here are two certified crap cutters from Arizona that basically knew these politicians been trying to pull something, try to pull the wool over our eyes. Everybody's kind of following uh, what has happened here with these uh, ballot mules and everything else. And they're concerned that, and should be concerned, that our buddy Bernovich, uh in Arizona was not paying attention. Uh, and I think you know that firsthand. Let's start. Uh, Gary, where do we begin? Gary, you or David, which one? Where do we begin? Give us a little bit of your background and let people know who you are. 
Very well. My name is David Lara. I actually moved to Arizona in 1986, San Luis, Arizona. And the first time I ever got involved with politics was in the year 2000. This is local, local. And this, back then it was a small community, about 1,100, 1,200 uh, residents in San Luis. Mm-hmm. Being a small community, I started to notice that people were voting by mail. You know, I guess like most of the country. But most of the community back then were only Spanish-speaking people and farm workers, low-income. Low and I started to get involved in politics, and I, I actually ran several times. And every time I was a candidate, I was learning a little bit more as how the fraud was working. And I realized that this was basically that the election was rigged even before they started. And the abuse by nonprofits and the people that claim to represent the low-income Hispanic community, the farm workers, were actually the ones taking advantage of them. I, I call them warlords. Because Absolutely. Started, Are you saying that, this has gone on for two decades, that this has yes. been going on for 20 years? Yes, and it actually started in 1997 with the Supreme Court case that came out of San Luis. This is in Arizona. And it's uh, Reyes versus Cummings, which was an election that was challenged by the bail-in ballots because of 30 votes that the yeah, 30 votes was decided the election. But those 30 votes, the loser, which is the current supervisor and the mastermind behind everything, he questioned the validity of those signatures. And the, the court you know, defined that there was no way to, to actually uh, verify the signatures, so they did a special election two years later. So if we fast forward, everything that you, that you saw on election day in 2020 with a big theft in all the swing states, is exactly what's been happening in San Luis for 22 years or longer than that. So this question uh, with Arizona doing mail-in ballots all this time, do you think uh, part of the rig was Arizona's perfecting all of this rig? Are they the hotbed of training for this? Oh, of course, of course. San Luis, Arizona is ground zero. This is a training camp that started many, many years ago. And from here, it actually grew to the county, it grew to the state. And now that we see it grew to other states, but this is actually ground zero for for ballot harvesting and fraud. So Gary, you're jumping off into this feat first. You're uh, running for current office. Tell us about the office you're running for and tell us about you. I'm running for uh, State Senate for the new District 23. Uh, originally was four, now it's 23. So I consider myself a Southern border candidate because we cover every South part of Phoenix down to the border. So right now, obviously I live here in San Luis, Arizona, moved from Washington State. My dad was Army. My uncle was a PSNS director for a Navy building ships. Moved here in San Luis, Arizona in 2015. Lived in Yuma County since 2009. Uh, had an opportunity during COVID uh, to help out the community with food, information. And I saw our elected officials do nothing, literally do nothing. All they did was you go up on social media and said, Apologize, you guys are a disgrace. We're doing worse on numbers. We're not putting masks on. We're going out when we're not supposed to go out. You know, it just looks like a Marxist. Uh, I'm reminder, it was Cuba. I thought it was Cuba. You know, I've been to Mexico. I've been to India. I've been all over places playing professional uh, baseball. And, you know, I I got mad. I'm sorry to say, I got pissed off. So I decided to run as a write-in, not to win, but to have the opportunity to see how the fraud itself developed and plays out here in San Luis, Arizona. Had an opportunity to meet David Lada. Uh, imagine, you know, you listen to a gentleman a lot older than you, and nowadays the modern kids, they don't care. They just think, all right, whatever you say, you're old dude, yada, 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 you're conspiracy theorists, and then kick them out. I'm not that type. I was raised Christian. I was raised with values. You know, listen to your elderly and put it to a point because they know what they're doing. So I went to public records, to the city, to the county, checked up documents and saw exactly what he told me is exactly what's going on. I'm glad that I'm here sitting today next to my friend. I consider my friend and the patriot of here, our nation, to be able to step up between the 22 years of experience that he has in San Luis, Arizona, to help True the Vote, to help Dinesh D'Souza and 2000 Mules, because this is this is election. Election dictates our whole United States. So that's how I was immersed. I'll let David, you know, go out with a few other questions, but I believe you have a question. So David, um, just a quick question. Did you kind of, how did, how did you stumble upon this ballot mules? And, and, and then tell us, 
uh, let's jump forward a bit, but we're going to go backwards eventually. But jump forward a bit and tell us just how and why Brnovich just didn't pay attention, other than he just doesn't care. Uh, how did this start with specifically with uh, uh, ballot mules? So let, let me go back a little bit. Uh, over the 22 years, I found numerous complaints, election fraud. Right. But it, but it is very difficult to catch it. It is very, very difficult. And they didn't go anywhere. Matter of fact, in 2010, I filed a complaint with the Secretary of State, which is uh, at that time Ken Bennett, who was the liaison. Oh, imagine that. Ken yeah. Bennett. Uh, right. Okay, came, go ahead. He came, he came down and he actually tried. He actually brought the, the Department of Justice. But that's under the Obama administration, which is Eric Holder. And we know how that goes. So they, they knew exactly where to look, not to fight, which was uh, a waste of time. Right. So with numerous complaints, they didn't go anywhere. So on, on the primary election of, of August of 20, I yeah, told wait, him. Real right. quick, did they not go anywhere because anybody just didn't give a shit? That they just didn't pay attention? Or were they just going through the dress rehearsal motions exactly. of just trying exactly. to placate you? What was it? I, I will tell you exactly what it was. I explained to them that they went out knocking on doors trying to verify signatures on the ballots. And, on, on the voter registration. Right. And I mentioned to them that two things were going to happen. Either out of fear, people were going to say, yes, it was a signature. Right. Right. Or, or they were just going to put him. You know, it was it was going to be a lie. So either or they were not going to tell, tell the truth. And that's exactly what they did. So and it was very, very simple. All I told them is ask them, who do you who were the candidates that were on the ballot this last election? So if you voted, you know who your local you know, election uh, elected officials are right. Anyway, so they did totally the opposite. They just uh, ran around in circles, uh, chasing their tail, pretending uh, it was a dog and pony show. Then, if we move forward to 2020, after frustration and numerous complaints, I told Gary that I would help him set up uh, his his you know his camp and his canopy across the the elections. Right. And and because I'm well known and I've known these thugs for many years, same same players for 22 years, same criminals. Same criminal organization. So I helped them set up and I told them, I'm going to step away so they don't see me. I need them to drop their guard so that they see you, the new kid on the block. But he was new at that time. Well, no, you're, look, look, come on. You're a racehorse in this. You know where all the skeletons are and you've been exactly. on their heels for a long time. Exactly. So we set up. I was there for a bit and then I pulled away and I told him to very cautiously take pictures and videos and any other thing that he would see. And I told him what he was going to see. So, so he, was, he was well prepared for it. So I pulled away, and lo and behold, a few hours later, he starts calling me and sending me pictures and videos, and this went on throughout the day. So what I did is, from the first video, I started to send it to the county recorder. I called him, and I said, this is what's happening. So all through the day, I was sending him evidence. The next day, the next day, even then, even then, it's kind of incredible. You're giving them evidence, and they still can't grasp it. They still, they had doubts. They, but, they well, hang, serious doubts. They can't, or they they just don't want to acknowledge it because so many are in on it. What do you really think it is? I I think you know, each case is different. Each case is different. I think that sometimes they know it's going to rock the boat, and they don't want to take any heat. But but regardless, because the complaint was there, they did it, which was great. Now the counter recorder then uh, got the the sheriff's department involved. Then the attorney general came in. What we didn't know is the first indictment, or two, actually two indictments. One of them, the co-conspirator already pled guilty and rolled on her sidekick. What we didn't know until the information was made public in December after the election, okay? This is in December of 2020. And the court documents proved and it showed there that the co-defendant who pled guilty actually wrote a, had a statement. And that statement was she was confessing of the fraud that occurred on that day. Right. Now that that investigation and that evidence that happened, it actually uh, opened other doors to other people and more evidence. Now what I called actually the investigator, this is before the general election. And I asked him if we didn't see any indictments, we we're getting pretty frustrated. And he said, well, you know, we're gonna do something. But he was, he was afraid because he said that there was no, uh, they never had this good of uh, evidence ever. And we actually told them that we were going to put everything online and make it public. 
And he was pleading not, not to do it because this is once in a lifetime case. And just like that, no, please don't. This is once, once in a lifetime case. I took his word for it. If we fast forward, nothing happened until December, like I just mentioned, after the, the general election. Right. When I called the, the agents again, and I'm going to quote the words, when I asked them, why did they wait until after the general? And he said, we wanted to compare the fraud from the primary election to the general election. So they allowed the theft to continue. That that was just a masturbatory response to to get you to go on. So Gary, you're running. You're willing to hop off in this shit in the in the nastiest uh, potential career in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, at least you have some experience swinging the bat, and you got to swing hard on this. How are you going to be different? And wh- why are you even running? I'm running because I'm pissed off. I'm running because. You know, I'm an American citizen. My mom's from Mexico. I'm tired of people saying I'm a minority. I'm not a minority. I'm an American citizen. There's Amen. no problem. I'm a, I believe red, white, and blue, as you can tell in my flag and my background. You right. know, USA is number one. I live in Mexico as well. You know, we're all together. We're here to have the American dream, work hard, but we have a constitution. And to me, that constitution is what we have to proceed by. You know, no, no. <laughs> Funny money, no dark money. You know, we see our legislature up here in, in uh, Arizona, and you know they can't even pass two bills on 180 bills on election integrity. It's it's just ridiculous. You know, and they're taking taking some credit for us, me and David, doing the work down here, which we've been doing for the past two years, making sure it's out there. And we know we have the Maricopa audit, which literally took up, but no one knows is been going on before the audit. This is something that we were. A part of uh, the, you know, Giuliani, we gave him the videos, which went in the indictments, all that stuff to the Supreme Court. If it would have had its own case on its own merit, it would have been the number one case in the United States. To in history. In, in history. history. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately, I have discovered these politicians in Arizona uh, are either in on it or either ignorant or, uh, or, or either just complacent because they think they've gotten an office this way. But everybody tends to ignore it. Now, I'm really interested. Um, you don't have to name anybody in Brnovich's office, but I'm assuming it wasn't Brnovich personally. It was one of the investigators. Right. Correct. Two of Male them. or female? Uh, let me see. There was a, a combination. I'm not going to say how many. A com- Thank you very combination. much. Combination. You answered my question. That's all a I com- wanted. Combination. And, and they basically said they wanted to. Let me see if I got this right. Uh, we waited till after the general because we want to compare it to the primary. Now, first off, let me see. If, let me say it the right way. We know that's a crime. We know you've showed us a crime. We completely know it's a crime we should be prosecuting. But we just want to see if the 2020 election has a lot more crime. Exactly. Correct. Exactly. Is that truly the ignorant excuse they gave? That, that is exactly not only that, but I guess they forgot that they told me before the general election that they never had information or evidence this good. It was once in a lifetime, and they didn't use it. Well, it's probably more they were blowing smoke. And I look, I'm reading between the lines here. I know every one of these players, the legal side, the AG side, their office investigators and all. It sounds more like what they did was blow smoke up your skirt because they didn't want you going public with it, and they wanted to control it. And then they thought it would go away until they saw 2,000 mules. What do you think? Pretty close. Pretty close. Pretty close close because there there were indictments after in in December. Well, that was an indictment of one woman who voted her her dead mother's ballot. No, no, that's that's separate. That that was separate. You have to remember, this this case in San Luis is the only case that demonstrates, when it's done and over, you will see, it's the only case nationwide that will demonstrate how the theft occurred in all the states. Okay, hold on one second. Hold on one second. Go ahead. From what I understand from Bernabich's office, about all he's ever pursued, and I'm not talking about in just recent right now weeks, okay? I'm, I'm going back. Let's, mm-hmm. let's go peel back a couple of months. That all he pursued was one woman that voted her dead mother's ballot, or right. and the mom only kind of oh. technically died before the election, and so he went after voter fraud. And they all say voter fraud is minimal because I think they all put one on the books, so it's only one. You know 
This has nothing to do with voter fraud. This is election fraud, completely Correct. different and bigger. Correct. So what's the difference in the cases? Are you saying there's been other uh, indictments? Okay. You have to remember, the, the, ca the cases that, that came out of Gary's work and my work on the, on, on the primary uh -huh. is actually the tip of the iceberg as far as a criminal organization. And just like the movie explained, you had ballot traffickers from Arizona that also worked in other states hustling ballots. So, so this is the only case that demonstrate the intricate and all the levels of power that you have. In, in, it's, that's why I call it a, a cartel. It's the same thing. This is a major drug, it's like a drug organization, but it's, it's a ballot organization. So they have the power, they have the power to sway yep. state elections and federal elections just like they did. Was the female person that we saw in the movie, no names mentioned, that was somebody from your area? Correct, correct. This, okay. This Who knew what was going on. Let's peel this onion back. Gary, okay. you go first. First off, how does the money change hands? Let's kind of work at the basic level. How do they recruit somebody to sell their freaking country to the commies and socialists? How does that happen? Well, it's very simple. If you look at our current president, if our Which one? Donald Trump? Donald Trump didn't do a damn thing. No, no, no. Well, I, <laughs> right, exactly. Well, you're, you're right. Well, you mean our mail-order maladministration that we right. have in D.C.? Yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. I'm talking about Joe Biden. If Joe Biden is not, is not loyal to this country. That's right. Do you think your local dog catcher is going to be loyal to his community? It's all about money and power. And, and unfortunately, it started at a local control. They never imagined it would get this big. But this is the sad part. When I first discovered this in, 20, in, in the year 2000, I actually presented all of the you know, fraud and what I found to the local GOP. That was the biggest resistance. This has taken me 22 years, not because Democrats have stopped me, but because the GOP has stopped me. I, I say that, amen, brother. I say that all the time. You know, the left doesn't want this out. But the real enemies we fight in this election integrity are not the left. It's the right. people that are hiding behind the badge of the GOP. Exactly. We don't have two parties. We have a freaking uniparty. Yep. And it is the GOP that causes the most damage. Have you found that too, Gary? That is exactly it. Yep. What are you going to do about it? Well, we oust them. We put it online. We show their uh, money that they've on Transparency USA, the donations from the GOP locally here in Yuma County, only backing Democrats, not backing Republicans. We... We make sure that his business is hit hard. We make sure that you know conservatives know that he's giving money, know that he's uh, doing uh, against the United States. So right. what we do is his businesses are uh, import and export. His buddy is the supervisor, which is the main ring leader. So we make sure they're both hit together. And we make sure national news makes his life a living hell. Absolutely. So, David, how's the money changing hand? Take me at the lowest level. What would even, I know there's a disconnect between our young kids today. If right. they can't, if uh, our young kids can't understand if you have a penis, you're a dude, right? We, ha we have problems. And if they identify as a jackass rabbit one day and a furry the next, we're screwed. How are they drafting these people in to do this? Okay. And, and, it's, and it's easier than you would even imagine. First of all, they target specifically minority or low-income communities. When you have somebody in need, there's a lot of ways you can pursue. In a very subtle way, you can persuade. You can tell them, I can get you a job at the uh, working for the city. I can get you a job working for the school district. I can help you with this. I can help you with that. Just help me get all the ballots from your family and your neighbors. That's okay, how it so, starts. Hold on. So that's where it starts. Right. And I want to make sure... We're, we're, everybody understands with, with transparency something we should have in elections, which we don't. So they're convincing people, let's just call it favors at this point, if you can get your family's ballots, I assume that's unvoted ballots, Correct. if you can gather up your family's ballots and bring them in, yes, Correct. that's where it begins. That's where it begins. Now, now you have that type of people. Now you have the other type that this is what they do in every election. Right. These are well organized. They have they have their registration form. They have their list, and every election they already they go out and they harvest ballots, and they get paid depending on the election, is how much they get paid, and it can range from 
$5 to this past uh, theft was $40 per ballot that was paid here in Sunnies. $40 a ballot. It's not technically legal, though, in your state, or does Arizona have a loophole? It is a nationwide. It is, it is a crime. It is a crime to harvest blank ballots. $40. Just imagine. So you can get somebody picks up five ballots. That's $200. Right. If they do that every day. Now, you do this with an army. Here in San Luis, we have 40,000 residents. Out of the 40,000 residents, we have between eight to 10,000 registered voters. But... Uh, it's about 5,000 that are really active. Right. Uh, of those 5,000, I could say 4,000 are fraudulent ballots. 4,000. Okay, so let me make sure I've got this right. 40,000, you got 8,000 potential voters, or is that correct number? Yes. And then you've got, you know, maybe you're calling it 5,000 really active, but you're saying right. 4,000 of the 5,000 are bogus. Now, you said fraudulent ballot. Right. You mean fraudulent people on the books, right? Not counterfeit ballots. It's, it's, fraudulent. A, it's, a, it's, a, it's a combination. Now, here, here in San Luis, there are no fraudulent, uh, you could say copy. These are original. Okay. Originals, okay. So these are phony people on the books. But these are, these are. That are getting ballots. Right. But these are people that either do not exist. The voter registration drives, they, they invent people. Right. Because they get paid per registration. You have people handing over their blank ballot. You have people that that hustle the the post office boxes, and right. they actually for, and they forge the signatures on those ballots. When you say hustle the post office boxes, you mean looking to swipe a ballot or something? Is that what you're talking about? Well, one of the things is they'll they'll actually stalk the voters outside in the parking lot. And here in San Luis, it's very unique because here's there's no home delivery, so you will have forty. You know, you could have up to thirty ballots delivered to one P.O. box. So the person that owns that P.O. box will open up the box and they'll have 20, 30 ballots. And they're, just trashing, they're just trashing the son of a bitches and somebody's and basically proud. dumpster diving. Yep. So yeah. right right now, uh, San Luis, Arizona is number one in the United States as a P.O. box uh, central. You know, you're about is that just because of the rural aspects of the area? Uh, yes, I mean, you got a post office, or they not? Is it just because of the rural aspects of the area? Is that what it, it is? It, it was a rural, and okay. They to, and they want to keep it this way. The original way is because at the time it was a smaller location. Now it's grown. It's not rural. It's a city, but we're right, right at the border. So the border right here is the official port where people cross to Mexico and get to the United States and the United States to Mexico. We're about five miles away from where everyone's crossing illegally. So everything's going on in this area. But what it is, we just found out there's third party, third party uh, attendees that are buying the boxes and charging people in Mexico to take them the mail. Well, we're coming to find out that there's ballots illegally crossing the nation and brought back into the United States. Wait, no, no. Ex I, I, explain that again. Take me so through a little slower. Third parties. Third party. Okay. Like, okay, I'm a third party. I'm going to facilitate someone that lives in Mexico because they can't cross anymore. Right. So. I'm paying them $40 to have the access of them bringing me my mail from the United States to Mexico. So some of the ballots are going to Mexico and then back into the United States. Ah. This has been happening lately here in San Luis, Arizona for the, since 2016. Luckily, we've, we've got a new uh, postmaster general, a uh, Republican. He's down there to make sure everything's clean. And he's been doing it lately. He's been making sure no one's outside the doors. No one's on the property harassing, signing people up to vote. He's making sure because it's federal property. It's not local or state. So we've got dumpster divers. Correct. We've got fake people on the books. Correct. We've got young kids lured, promised for money, David. Uh, do, we have gang in, do we have gang involvements in this? What are all the different groups that are willing no. to jump into this? No, no, no gangs. No gangs. Okay. The, the, the groups that are the biggest culprits are the nonprofits. The nonprofits who claim to help out are these name, name a few. Uh, I can't. And as, okay. Catherine, as Catherine said in the you know in, in interviews, we can't we can't identify any nonprofit because we can get sued. Not a problem. It, I accept I totally out. accept that. I accept it, it, that. it will come out, but I but I, what I will tell you, and this is it just came out in the local newspaper where the the director for membership in one huge nonprofit, which is a local one. She was served first. She was served with a, a search warrant months ago, 
and she was fingerprinted. Then she was just recently served with a different uh, search warrant at her job, which is a nonprofit, which is low-income housing. Right. And they took her electronic devices, the searcher's desk, and then they actually had a, uh, the search, same search warrant for what was for her home. So this is a big this is a big player in in the uh, ballot harvesting ring. Now she works for a nonprofit called Comité de Bienestar, the Committee of Wellbeing. Now the director in the interview said, "Well, what she does is on her the search warrant wasn't for my nonprofit, so I have nothing to do with it." But miraculously, this is the same director who's the uh, chairman of the board of supervisors, who was the same gentleman I just mentioned of the 1997 court case Reyes versus Cummings, which was the fraudulent or questionable signatures on 30 ballots. Which put them in. You know that well, I did a story recently. Uh, our mail order administration in Washington, D.C., Biden has now weaponized all of our government agencies. One of the things they're doing, uh, it used to be illegal under the Hatch Act from long ago. Now they're going to weaponize uh, housing and urban development is one of them. 3,300 communities, they control one point. Three million homes, an average of four people in it. And can you imagine them asking for your ballots and these are the people that actually control your rent, can make it go up and down? People are going to pass them over. Do you have that in your area? That's exactly what's happening. So you you have a a waiting list of up to five years for a low-income house or an apartment, but they can move you up the front of the line if you cooperate with ballots. So the more ballots you hustle, the further you get up in the line. And it makes sense if it has a five-year waiting list that you're going to be in an election cycle. How many properties you got down there you think fall under this? How many? Here in San Luis? Oh, my God. Right. 1,200? No, how many properties? 12 locations with all the properties. What do you mean as far as how many? That are controlled by the government where you're on this waiting list and you're trying to get one of these uh, low-income houses. Just one. Just one. The non-profit. Just one. No, no, no. I'm not talking about the organization. I'm trying to look for the scope in the city. Are there a thousand of these houses that people are waiting to get in? Are there five thousand of these houses well, people are waiting? Because it's a self-help program. Right. So it's, it's so basically they'll take a piece of same thing that Acorn used to do. So they'll take a piece of uh, state state land and then and then they take it under their nonprofit. They develop it and then they they there's uh, neighborhoods that are built in sections. So each section is a waiting list. So you're talking about thousands of, of homes that have been built in this nonprofit. So you have four or five people per home. That adds up to a lot of people. And a lot of that's, that's what I was getting at. Right. Are these technically, and, and I'm only asking for my own edification, are these considered Section 8 homes, Section 8 housing? It's, uh, it's, it's a similar program because th- these are actually self-help where people uh, put in their, their their labor as a down payment. The section eight is for the rentals on the apartments. Okay. Okay. Do you so, think this is going on in every state in the country? Oh yeah, definitely. Do you remember the, the defunct acorn? Absolutely. They were rat bastards of extraordinary quality. Okay. Same here. So you had the same thing with, with education, with health, with housing, okay. with any, any low income program. It's the same thing. That was uh, Obama's favorite money laundering organization. Exactly, exactly. So, so now you're getting the the the, the, the better picture. And and they were powerful. They they raised an ungodly amount of money. Correct. They were powerful, right? But of exactly. course, they got busted, went away, and of course now we get BLM and everything. There's always going to be a replacement one. Um, Gary, how long have you been in Arizona now? I've been in Arizona since 2009. Okay. Set David aside. With your own eyes, what are you noticing going on in your area that is destroying our precious republic? Well, see, we got a lot going on in our area. Let's see. From open borders, fentanyl, change of our uh, economy as in uh, we're number one farming farming area. 70% of our food is going to the East Coast, to New York. When you got people crossing the border, defecating on... Uh, the property, well, they got to do a 10 by 10 and close it off and consider it contaminated. Mm. Uh, the ecosystem is changing just in that aspect. Now we go to uh, criminal masterminds coming across the border openly. Uh, drugs, fentanyl, that's going to East Coast. I mean, I got on a plane to go to New York and 80% of the plane was everyone from, from San Luis, Arizona crossing illegally. You know, people say Yuma, but it's Yuma County. Yuma right. is just 
city is not actually the border. We're the border where everyone's crossing illegally or running through the port itself. Um, if you just go with that, that's that's just destroying our nation. But now you go into voter fraud. Voter fraud should be the number one topic of the United States because everyone wants to change change uh, you know bills. Everyone wants to change this, this, this. But you can't change anything unless you have clean elections. That's because right. The state, it's the people in office that's going to change it. And there's no clean elections. It's just a waste of time, a waste of money. That's why I say everything goes down to the ballot. Ballot is like right. currency. If we don't get this fixed, we're screwed. That's the way it goes. Uh, day, uh, Gary, what's your crops down there? What are y'all known for growing? Uh, we do a lot of uh, corn. We do a lot of melon. A lot of uh, lettuce is really the number one we do. Are we you wearing a lot of cantaloupes? Are y'all growing cantaloupes and stuff like that or watermelons? What is it? Uh, watermelons, cantaloupes, but our number one is uh, lettuce. Awesome, awesome. Lettuce Any particular? Lettuce. What so, type of lettuce? What type of lettuce? Romaine and iceberg. Ah, wow. Okay, great. So, David. Yes. Um, top I of your head. Would, I would need a week to explain all the all the all the, <laughs> all the yeah, I lot. know that. I know that. Out of all of the, if you were to take and lump in all politicians in Arizona, I tell people before I started doing this election integrity stuff, I would have said. We got a bad politician in this city, maybe two or three in this state. I'm 180 degrees the other way. Say so maybe we have one good one here and two good one over here. What percent of Arizona politicians are absolutely rat bastards? That, that they're what? They're, they're, they're rat, rat bastards. Rat bastards. Oh, my God. Well, first of all, you mean at the at the legislature or just across the board? I don't care where. You, you If you want to qualify them, there's ex-rat rat, rat bastardism at local I and there's exit at state. I want to know you're on the ground. Okay, I would say from dog catcher all the way up to uh, federal senators, I think you hit it on the head. I think probably 1% are, are honest and they're lo loyal Americans. The, the rest, either if they're not corrupt, they're just linguini spine cowards. Who go with the flow? They just think about themselves, how to get reelected, and and they pretend to represent us, but they don't. So I would say one percent is actually true and loyal to us as Americans. Other than election integrity bills, other than because I tell people the military is not coming to do this for us, it's us. If you had to tell people, I'm going to give you three things you've got to do to make sure we fight this fight. Dave, uh, Gary, I'm going to come to you a second. So, David, what are the three things that if you could tell people to open their eyes to, pay attention to, or get involved in, what are those three things? It, well, first of all, you have to be careful, and each county is different. You have to be careful with your local GOP, because if your local GOP committee, if they're rhinos, you're doomed. The second is you have to get involved, go to the meetings, and actually on election day, you have to, you know, volunteer, even That's though, true. even though the problem election day, really, the election has been decided because right. the ballots are one one month ahead of that. And, and that's a different that's a difficult one, because the problem, it's all in the mail in ballots. As long as they exist, the fraud is going to continue. There's no other way around. You think the machines are corrupt? That is a very good question. This is this is what I do know. This is and this is a fact. I think all machines can be hacked one way or another, but here in Arizona, I actually talked to Ken Bennett. You know, he was a liaison for the for the audit, right. and I told him, said Ken, the problem is when you run when you run the ballots of the machine, it's like money laundering. The way they were acquired is what's illegal and the fraud and the crimes. Once you run it through the machine, you're legalizing a crime. It's money right. laundering, so it comes out as a clean vote, and That's then right. and then try and track it. So it's before it's run to the machine, not after. Gary, three things. Fire away. Vote in person. Make sure you go to your county recorder and say you want to get off the early ballot and vote in person. The ones that uh, obviously can't because of uh, aesthetics or uh, just out of town, well, then we understand that. But the majority of it, we all stick up and go in person and vote. That is number one. Number two, we're creating a group, me and David, uh, Shadow Gatherers. Shadow Gatherers, what it is, Early ballots come out 34 days, 40 days here in Arizona. People will do shifts at the ballot boxes where we know that the fraud's going to be. Don't bother people, but just record. And right. I guarantee you the number of ballots will go small and small and smaller right now with everything going on. You think the fraud's going to stop? No, it's actually going to go. They're going to roll the dice and say, 
It's either let's go big or let's get home. Look, this beast, this beast knows they're caught. They're backed against the wall. Yeah. That's the dangerous beast. It's all or nothing. They're they're yeah, they're not going to hold back. Has unlimited money from Soros and all them that will back them on the on lawyers. And think about it. You're going to take a case that takes you know maybe two weeks that you have all the evidence, and it's taken almost two years to get indicted. Okay. Well, oh, uh oh, I think we got our feed interrupted there. Hang on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did. Uh, so hang on. I'm gonna see if we get them back. Stand by. Ah, ah there you are. Sorry. Uh, you said the magic word, sore ass, and and he blocked you for a minute there, but we got you back. Go ahead. All right. So, like I said, the number one is make sure whatever video you get while we're at the ballots at right. the Dropbox is recording. Right. You send it to your local. You don't just send it to one one place. You send it overall. You put it online because it needs to be known. A lot of Absolutely. people are getting blocked. Third number is make sure you get out the vote. Go talk to your friends. Go talk to your families. There's a lot of people discouraged and say our vote doesn't matter if it's going to be stolen anyway. But if you think that's when I tell them, that's when I tell them, you know what? You don't need to rig another damn election if you're willing to think nothing's going to happen and stand down. And if you're willing to do that, you're going to go have to go learn Chinese. Get out of here. Correct. This is this is my number one thing right there. You want this? You better go vote. Absolutely. In person. In person. Absolutely. Uh, David, uh, can we win this? Can we fix this? Yes. And, and I'll tell you the first thing. First of all, my 22 years would have amounted to nothing if, if Gary wouldn't appeared in the picture. That, that's the first thing. With that on, on that day, the primary, that, that was a game changer. And because of that, that's what caught the uh, True the Vote, which is Catherine Engelbrecht and, and Greg Phillips. Right. After attention, and that's why they came to San Luis to see exactly how the fraud has been committed for 22 years. So they knew, so that they just needed kind of a little bit of guidance and, and more information, which, oh, I, which I, yeah, how it works. So I explained to them. Then the movie. So those two things are big game changers. Now we have to hold our elected officials accountable. And this is the Republicans who are allowing the theft to continue because they benefit some way. Right. People, have to, people have to look at the voter registration. I'm, I'm sorry, the, the, uh, the list where they receive their donations because you would be surprised how many Republicans are receiving donations from left-wing organizations. And people do not realize that they don't look they don't, they're, they're selling this out. So they'll give a speech to conservative groups, but behind the scenes, they're actually on the other side. Yep. That's where they have to be. So people have to be aware. They have to get involved and they, and they have to be just cautious and, and paying attention. Gary, can we win this? We can win this. We can win this when us as we, the people get together and put the pressure on our rhino Republicans. Either you vote this way or you're going to get out. But also you don't just go right there. You go towards the businesses. You know, I'm not saying any violence in any way, but you go towards their businesses because at the end of the day, it hurts their pocket. They're gonna come back to the United States. They're gonna pay. They're gonna. They're gonna pay attention. I always say it's not just about auditing elections. We we know enough now. We got to audit our damn politicians, and we got to audit them before they get in to office. David, last question: Do you believe we will get? prosecutions that will result in jail time uh, we can get indictments right but are we going to get prosecutions that end up with people serving jail time that is a great question and i'm glad you're asking and i'll tell you why because the the prosecutions and the guilty pleas are just around the corner they will be a domino effect you're going to see many many indictments here from san luis the problem is the judges they have the authority, the power, the, the legal right to send people to jail, but they're soft because they consider it a nonviolent crime. And therefore, they, they give probation. We have to teach them that when you put a mail order maladministration in, you're binding us to another $45,000 of debt that we have to pay. And you know what? In my mind, rape is a crime. Now, it might not have been penetration but it's definitely raping our future. So you think we're going to get indictments and, get and prosecutions. jail time. That's that stuff because even Republican judges do not want to send these people to jail. And unfortunately, I, I want to make one important comment here. And you can pick any any issue in, in, in this nation, the military, Social Security, the debt, 
the border, whatever you, you choose, abortion, doesn't matter. It all comes down to elections. Right. Everything is decided. So elections should be number one over anything. If we don't have free and fair elections, then we're doomed because that's what decides everything that's happened in this country. And it falls in the, in the hands of the judges who don't want to send people. They can, but they don't want to. Gary, is there anything we can do? My last question for you, is there anything we can do to help these judges understand just how serious the impact of this crime is in America and how much damage and suffering it eventually causes these people responsible for? Do we have a hope of educating these judges? Yeah, what we do is we get outside uh, the courthouse, have a religious uh, gathering to pray for the judge to actually uphold the law, not asking for any special treatment, but uphold the law. If not, we will be able to use their backtracking of the financials, which this is what's going on in San Luis. That's going to be the big bombshell that Greg Phillips and True Vote has exposed through me and David saying, track the money. The money will tell you the story. So something like this is not thousands of dollars. You're talking about millions of dollars. You're talking about local, state, federal, and even foreign money coming. And True Vote, Greg Phillips, will be announcing it Monday or coming soon, regardless of what they have found in that issue. So the reason we got to get together as we the people is hold accountable our judges, go to the courthouse outside, gather together as religious so no one says we're doing something illegal and right. 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 Well, gentlemen, God bless you both. David, uh you have a PhD in this crap. I'm telling you, man, to know how it works and how it happens. God bless you both gentlemen. If I was there, I'd give you a hug. That requires a hug, not even a handshake. This is saving our country. And gentlemen, you are great patriots. And it's important from people to hear from you um, about how this happens. I'd like to have you on again in the future as this develops a little bit more. Next time, maybe focusing on just keep us abreast of you know, the indictments, local players, how they're backpedaling or what their defense is. We all need to know what's going on. Gentlemen, thank you so very much. True the vote is actually what say, what say this. True the vote. Thanks to them, Greg and Catherine. And then Jim Absolutely. Lane, Jim Lane running for U.S. Senator has helped us out exactly. locally for setting up for shadow gathers to make sure that this 2022 election is safe here in San Luis, Arizona. Exactly. Jim Lane and Dillon has helped us out. True. Absolutely. Gentlemen, thank you all and uh, have a wonderful Memorial Day, gentlemen. Thank you. You too. Thank you much. So there you go, folks. I mean, this is you you heard it firsthand. Here it is. You heard it from people on the ground that have experienced this. This is look, if you see it, you got to speak up. You know how hard this fight is anyway. God bless the people that are willing to fight this. It, it It's never convenient. But you have to be totally fearless in fighting this because it's up to us, folks. And from both from Gary and from David, you're hearing get involved, get out there, call them out. Yes, as I always say, do this peacefully. But you have to get involved. You've got to get involved in local politics. You have to be there. You have to participate. You must not. Wait for somebody else to save you. And you must not. Even as fantastic as uh, this exposure and the fantastic work of True the Vote and 2,000 Mules, do not expect this to solve it. Do not stand down. Do not let up any pressure at all. This is going to come down to us. Talking about it, sharing it. You need to make sure your friends and family, especially the people that called you conspiracy theorists, Look, here's the people on the ground that exposed it. They need to hear. You're talking to real-life Americans just like you. They need to hear this story. Anyway, uh, we're all in this together, folks. Uh, we sink or swim on this, and this is why you have to activate and get involved and make it happen. As I've always said, you've got to tell these people in office don't only do audits, uh, work for audits. You've got to audit these politicians, and you better be audited them before you vote for them. You'll have a great Memorial Weekend. Take care, folks. Bye-bye. Most people are afraid to stand up and speak out, but not you. You've been learning how to tell the system. 
to cut the crap. What can I do to help save the America I love? And the answer is, learn how to fight back and tell the system to cut the crap. Cut the crap's not just a radio program, it's a movement. The right kind of movement, which breaks free the conservative constipation and reminds you that you are the majority, and we're just not going to take it anymore. Make sure you're following Joe Von Hunt and Pulitzer on all social media. See you next week, and between now and then, take a stand and tell them all to cut the crap. Hey there, think of all those people who mocked you for being a conspiracy theorist. Are you ready to become the smartest patriot in the room? Well, now's your chance to join me on Local. It's exclusive. It's a free trial membership where you can use to determine if my work, my insight, my content, and what I do to educate you to fight this fight for our country is worth it. And this is a whopping $4.16 decision since that's what the membership is with an annual subscription. Now, you have to decide if $4.16 a month is worth becoming the smartest patriot in the room. So are you willing? But you know what? If we lost the election, we know when we lose. If I lost the election, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with it. Seriously. The county has refused to produce the network routers. We want the routers, Sonny. The county refused to produce the network routers. Wendy, we got to get those routers, please. Get up. Routers. Come on, Kelly, we can get those routers. Those routers. Wow. If you got those routers, what that will show. And they don't want to give up the routers. They are fighting like hell. Why are these commissioners fighting not to give the routers? How simple could it be? That will tell the truth. And they don't want to give up the routers. What are they trying to hide? And I say it, and I'll say it, because the easiest way of cheating is to throw them away. That's easier. The county has refused to produce the network routers. We want the routers, Sonny. The county refused to produce the network routers. Wendy, we gotta get those routers, please. It's so unfair. It's so unfair, it's so ridiculous. I, I'll be honest though, look, we all like to win. If I lost this election, I could handle it pretty easily. What? Running 24, sir, you're gonna win. And I say, wait a minute, I just won six months ago. The big lie, they call it. Those trends are unproven. And knowing what happened in the election is a good thing, not a bad thing. It's a good thing, not a bad thing. It's a good thing. The county has refused to produce the network routers. We want the routers, Sonny. The county refused to produce the network routers. Wendy, we gotta get those routers, please. If you think about cancel, everything about cancel culture, they want cancel culture. But what they don't want to do is anything having to do with the 2020 election. We have no press. We have no voice. They almost got away with it. They may have gotten away with it. And I've got to tell you, I've got to say this. I've never said it before, but I've always thought it. I get along with Putin because that's a good thing, not a bad thing. The county has refused to produce the network routers. We want the routers, Sonny. The county refused to produce the network routers. Wendy, we got to get those routers, please. Get up! Get up! response has just been plain pathetic mandates boosters shutting down our kids schools they must think that we're all a bunch of fools Pfizer CEO is raking in the money well I don't really think it's very funny you told us 15 days and we could slow the spread that was two years ago now you say get the Shot and your Omicron, fuck you and your job. 
into Mesa County Clerk Tina Peters alleged voting machine security breaches continues about If I asked you this question before the 2020 election are these voting machines secure I would have said yes and after the election I would have said yes what changed Tina Peters admits she brought in a consultant to make a forensic copy of the Dominion voting system in Mesa County. I continue to think that our voting machines are too vulnerable. Voting machines in Georgia and Texas switch votes from one candidate to another. Virtually every machine was broken into. Ballot recording machines. Voting machines. 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 Voting machines. Voting machines. 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 Which are vulnerable to being hacked. There is no serious person out there who would suggest somehow that you could even rig America's elections. We've seen no evidence that any of our voting systems have been tampered with. The November 3rd election was the most secure. It was the most secure. Most secure. Most secure election in American history, period. The process is very secretive. These machines are built by private companies, which we don't have a right to know it goes on inside those. What did you see during the software update? We've uncovered something that they're afraid of. We didn't consider the machine. The information found there is the Rosetta Stone. They made a mistake mistakes. and left the evidence in the machine. And you can hide it as well. It's only what the programmer tells to say. It's literally like the difference between going from pickpocketing to credit card fraud. These people are being selected, not elected. It's about who gets to count the vote. Break down my door, terrorize my family. FBI, federal search warrant. What do you remember? Just my mom being handcuffed by the chief of police. This is not what we do in America. You could make it all go away, though. You just keep your mouth shut. You could have your life back. Can't unsee what I've seen. Mike Lindell, CEO of MyPillow. Retailers, shopping channels, and now even banks have tried to cancel myself and MyPillow. During these times, your support has meant everything to us. So my employees and I want to personally thank each and every one of you by passing the savings directly on to you. We're selling the best products ever for the best prices ever. For example, 
we have my towels with proprietary technology, which makes them soft and absorbent. Towels that work, what a concept. They're made with USA cotton and come in a variety of awesome colors. My six-piece towel set is regularly $109.99, now just $39.99 with your promo code. So go to MyPillow.com now and use the promo code on your screen or call the 1-800 number below to receive this exclusive offer. If you do it right now, I'm going to include a free gift with your purchase. Thank you and God bless.